The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey to all you out there in the posse, thanks for hanging with us. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and this is Season 2 of the Healthcare Wrap. This is the place to be if you want to accelerate the transformation of healthcare and help create the digital health experience that happens outside the clinic. In other words, this is the place for you if you want to be marketing forward. You can join the posse by listening, subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends. You can find our full archive of episodes at healthcarewrap.com and hit us up on Twitter at healthcarewrap. And as usual, a special thank you to Express Docs, Altera Digital, and the podcast.healthcare network for helping us spread the awesome. Speaking of awesome, our guest this week could not be more awesome. That's pretty much all we've got on the program today. I've got Ahava Liebtag, who's the president and founder of Aha Media Group. Ahava, how are you doing today? I'm great, Jared. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here. I was just telling you earlier, I feel like people must be living under a rock if they don't know who you are. But for those, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I wouldn't even go into it, why they wouldn't even know who you are. But, you know, give them a little bit of, of background here. Let's tell them a little bit about who you are and, and what you're all about. Sure. So first of all, thank you for the compliment, but I don't know if that's 100% accurate. So I am the president and founder of AHA Media Group. We're a content consultancy where we write content and create content strategies for hospitals and healthcare systems. And we've been in this work for about 15 years. I started as a freelance web writer. So I was in the trenches interviewing doctors and creating content and figuring out SEO and taking a lot of UX classes and trying to figure out where the web was going to go. And uh, we've grown it into a really nice business. We have about 30 writers, editors, and content strategists and a core team of 10 people. And we're really, really proud of the work that we do. I always tell everyone that um, we're helping people make the most important decisions of their lives because when your health is threatened and you need health care, or if you're the type of person who really wants to maintain your health, then you need a lot of great information to make those important decisions for yourself and your family. That's a great way to think about it. It's not just, hey, we're, we complete these projects for you and you know we help fulfill these things. It's like, no, we're helping you really connect with care, connect with the answers you need. I love just that thought of, of that's kind of the mission behind what you actually do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a lot of times for a lot of hospital marketers, because I spend a lot of time with them, it's so difficult to maintain your focus on those patients and on those families because there's so many internal politics and there's budget and there's silos and how do we get everything done that we're supposed to get done and you just get dragged down into that. And so I always tell hospital marketers, once a month, you should be taking a walk around the hospital, maybe even accompany one of your favorite doctors on rounds. Just listen to patients talk about what they need and what they care about because nothing is going to make you feel more inspired about your job than that. 
Hey, I will second that. I can tell you that that feeling is real. And uh, first and foremost, the empathy for the marketer themselves, kind of knowing what that, you know, what the day to day is like that you hit it spot on. So with that, you know, what we're going to talk about today, I think it's going to be really interesting because there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of talk about voice and really what that means for content and really what a starting point is and really where hospitals and health systems ought to be focusing today. And I really like your take on it, and that's going to be the source of our rap battle today. So here, we'll move into rap battle. Rap battle! This is where we do battle against the status quo of healthcare marketing. This is where we just say, you know what? There used to be a way of doing it, and now it's got to be different. And here are the reasons why. And man, I have a hard time thinking of, of something like voice that has caught on so fast that everyone's talking about. And yet still, there doesn't seem to be a consensus about where that starting point should be. So Ahava, help us out. You know, what, what's a starting point? Where should we start when we're thinking about voice and our content? Sure. So I actually want to go back to something that you just said when you were introducing it, because I think, you know, you said you've never seen anything take on this fast. And I think one of the reasons for that is what happened with social media. So a lot of hospitals resisted using social media and now they have, you know, full time employees who all they do is social media. And I think that because of that resistance to the last wave and also mobile, I think also there was a little bit of resistance. Now hospitals really want to be ahead of the curve. They really started thinking of themselves as having to really sort of speak to those audiences and keep ahead of the technology, particularly because the millennial audience is becoming a huge part of their focus, which I also think might be not the smartest strategy, but we can get into that later. So what I think the first starting point is, is one, unfortunately, what I think happens for a lot of healthcare marketers is that they're expected to fly before they even learn how to walk. And what I mean by that is that if you're starting with voice and not just voice, but chatbots as well, because I think that they're very similar in the sense of having to prepare your content, I think that you need to be thinking about how to really get a handle on all the content that you have, not just digital, but print. And you also need to be thinking about how to really get it ready for reuse and repurpose. And I'm not just talking about structured and adaptive and the way it's entered into your CMS, but I'm really talking about starting with an overall model of who's the audience that we're talking to, what's the information that they need, what format is most important for them, and what distribution methodology do we really need to use for them. And so what a lot of hospitals and healthcare systems have done is they sort of dip their feet into the voice phenomenon. Northwell did, you know, an ER, how long is my wait time at ERs. Uh, Boston Children's has done some stuff. Also Mayo's done like the one minute, you know, health checkup. Cleveland Clinic has also done something, I think, similar. And so for me, what I think is interesting about that is that the question really has to be is what do healthcare patients want from voice technology? Are they just looking for voice assisted search where they sort of ask Siri, you know, find me a doctor, an orthopedic surgeon near me? Or are they really looking for in-depth health content to sort of learn from? I don't necessarily think that we've really thought about that carefully enough to start thinking through what our healthcare audiences really need from voice. So I think we need to slow down a little bit and think about where our content is and if it's using best practices, meaning the questions are there, the SEO is there because that's a lot of where voice assisted search comes from. And then if you are building skills for devices like Alexa, thinking about what does the audience really need from that skill that's going to contribute 
to, you know, answering those very important questions that they have. So you're thinking when you say slow down, what are you hearing out there? Is there just a mad rush right now to figure it all out at once? So, you know, what, what, when you hear from a client or a prospect, what are they asking you at the onset? Well, you know, it's really interesting. Like I was one of the people who was like, oh, we have to talk about this. This is really important. We have to get ahead of the curve in healthcare marketing. And I was like all gung-ho. I, you know, did an ebook on it. We did a ton of research on it. And I've been kind of disappointed about where it's gone. So that was last November at HCIC that we sort of introduced that ebook. And then in watching over the last year, I think clients are talking about it and they are thinking about it. And what we're telling them is your written content has to be sharp. It has to have SEO juice to it. It has to be written in questions. It has to be in plain language. So those are the things that we're talking to our clients about. But when I say slow down, I mean, take a step back and ask yourself, what state is your content in currently? Not just for voice, but just in general for your audience. Are you really answering the questions that they have? And a lot of clients will say to us, well, we don't really think people go to our conditions and treatments content because we don't see a majority of the traffic there. They're looking at the careers pages or they're looking at doctor's bios, which we actually did a survey of more than 500 people to find out what people really want in physician bios. And it's fascinating. One of the things we found out is that they don't go to hospital websites, which is something that Yelp also found in their study. So, so that was interesting to see those two data points correlate. But when they say that to us, I'm always like, well, what are the condition of your conditions and treatments pages? Maybe people are going to them, but they're bouncing right off because they're not giving people the information that they need. So from my perspective, I think it's sort of thinking through what are we really trying to do with our content and then worrying about the distribution part of it at the very end once we figure out what the audience really needs and then what the format should be in. Because if you develop your content so that you're thinking about the audience and the information, then the reuse becomes you can do anything you want with it because you can throw it into a podcast. You could make a piece of copy from it. You could turn it into a slideshow or a video as long as you really understand the focus of what it is that you're trying to produce. And I think that just voice, voice assisted search, which is Siri and, you know, okay, Google is pulling from the web. And that's really important to get your content in shape. But in terms of developing skills, I think the question has to be, again, to slow down and ask yourself, what does your audience really need? Do they want to ask Alexa how long the wait time at the ER is near them? So I'm hoping listeners can, can kind of get through this episode and, and breathe a bit of a sigh of relief you know, at the, at the end of this after hearing this, that it's not like, hey, we've got to figure all this out. And oh, by the way, as we've dipped our toe a little bit into it, that the technology really isn't there. And now we're stuck and now we don't know what to do. It seems like there are some steps that there's still some things to do. And a lot of it is researching what's possible. Like you said, any tips for doing that research? How do, probably seems like a silly question, but I think this is what a lot of marketers are asking themselves. Like, how do we find out what patients really want out of what we could offer them with a voice strategy? Right. Okay. So let's go back to the first thing. You should not be breathing a sigh of relief because now you have to go in and you have to make sure your content is ready for this. That's the thing. It's the best practices need to be applied to the content. And for a lot of people, that is not happening. Their pages are not optimized. Their content is not written in a way that people can consume it. What I mean when I say slow down is you have to do that stuff because the need for voice is going to climb, but we're not at the tipping point yet at all. We're, we're far away from it. So I don't think that people need 
to run and do a skill. In terms of starting to find out what your audience really wants, I don't think that hospital marketers get that option because what happens is, is a VP has some idea and they come in and they're like, figure out how to do it. And I think the pushback for hospital marketers has to be, before we invest all this money and this time in this project, how is this going to help us meet our business goals? What are we really trying to accomplish with the skill? So if we want to let people know what the ER wait times are because we want them to go to the closest ER that has the, the shortest wait time for them, how is that actually going to help the hospital? Like, is that going to lower the wait times in general? Is that going to let patients know that there's more than one hospital in the system to go to? Is it just because we're trying to be customer service oriented? What are the goals of that skill and, and how are we trying to get there? In terms of actually developing your written content for voice assisted search, the answer has to be to that, that is going to put us in the best possible place to be able to develop chatbots and to be able to make sure that our answers are coming up on voice assisted search. And that's going to help us because it's going to help our traffic. And it's also going to help us because we're going to be able, our jobs are going to be smoother in the future when we have to figure out what really matters. In terms of finding out what your patients really need, I think you can find that by looking, talking to your customer service. The phone operators, I think, know more than anybody what patients are really looking for. And I also think if you have a chat bot, you can find out from those questions what people want to do. But I think that's one part of the equation. So people are trained to use chatbots on the phone in a certain way. Another way to find out is just ask people. Like the four C surveys I think are really valuable, but they're very long. I think if you're trying to find out what patients really want and you have some ideas, you could throw up a three question survey and look at the results from that. So we had more than 500 people answer our survey of what they were looking for in a physician bio. It literally took you 90 seconds to do that survey. Maybe five minutes if you really wanted to be extremely thoughtful about it and write an actual response, which people did. There was a lot of narrative in the answers. But, you know, I think that sometimes we make it very cumbersome to find out from our audiences what they're really looking for. If customers retain 95% of a message when they see it on video, but only 10% of a message when they read it, why are you still using print-only brochures to get your marketing across? Express Docs is here to bring you into the future. Introducing Print Plus Video, their newest technology that pairs the effectiveness of video marketing with the portable convenience of print marketing. Print Plus Video is a customizable brochure that's equipped with an LCD screen to clearly display your message to your audience in a way that resonates with them. Whether you're fundraising, recruiting, or any project in between, Print Plus Video helps you create an engaging experience that captivates your audience and increases conversion. For more information on Express Docs Print Plus Video, contact an Express Docs rep at 866-977-3627. That's 866-977-3627. Or visit expressdocs.com slash thehealthcarewrap. That's Express, beginning with an X. One piece of that you just mentioned is the conversational aspect of our content. Any good starting point for that? So say your hospital has been doing you know, a decent amount of health content over the years. It's got them, they're performing decently well, and now someone's being told, well, now we need to make sure this is conversational to help with our, our voice strategy. Tips for, you know, first and foremost, is that is accurate? And second, how would somebody get going on that? Yeah, no, that's a good point. No, I, I definitely think conversationally 
So when we talk about plain English or plain language, you want shorter sentences and you want to make sure that you're not using very long words or very long constructions of ideas. The average voice search answers 29 words. So we know that people can't really listen for that long. We want to keep those things short. I think that one of the struggles is that doctors are used to very academic sounding content. So there has to be some education on their part in terms of who is this really for? This isn't for your colleagues. This is for your patients. How do you talk to them when they're sitting across your desk from you or you have to deliver a piece of difficult news? So that's the same thing that I think that you're, you know, people who are writing or editing content or thinking about creating content is, is what does it sound like when people actually talk to each other? And how do you make it sound like that when you're actually writing? And there's a lot of best practices around writing plain English and plain language that you can use to make sure. Another thing that people do is they use the flesh Kincaid scale inside of Word that tells them what the readability of the, you know, the eighth grade level or the sixth grade level. And unfortunately, that is not a great system to use because it's based on faulty research from a really long time ago. A better thing to do is to run your content through something called something like Hemingway, which can tell you how much passive voice you have in your content. And it will give you a reading level, but I wouldn't really look at the reading level. I'd look at all the statistics it's giving you about the content in terms of how complex the words are and where you can sort of turn the language into active language. And that will also help you make sure that your readability scores go up and that you're really writing in a conversational type of way. Cool. Yeah. That, and that remember is- there, Jared, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but there are different kinds of conversation. So when you get pulled over on the side of the road and the policeman gets out of his car and comes to talk to you about the fact that he's going to give you a ticket, that's one kind of conversation. When you're talking to your girlfriends about healthcare, you know, that's a different kind of conversation. And so I think every brand has to figure out what type of conversation do we want to be having with our audience and then really train their content creators to understand what that should sound like. So one of the things that we do in our workshops around voice and tone is we ask our participants to sort of select a celebrity that sounds like the brand. Like, are you a Tom Hanks or are you a Gwyneth Paltrow or are you, you know, I don't know, something totally off the beat like Chris Rock and whatever you want your content to sound like, sometimes thinking in terms of how a celebrity talks to people is incredibly helpful in terms of making sure that your content sounds conversationally on brand. Okay. And then there are a couple of other tools that you've mentioned in the past that you've recommended paid or free tools to help understand uh, how to reach your conversational goal and like how to even know what what searchers are looking for, like what topics and, and, and things. Uh, do you recall those? Like what types of tools you've recommended in the past? Yeah, well, first of all, Google suggests, I mean, it's right there. You know, people also ask. So those boxes are there and then certainly using the Ajax coding. So if you type something into Google, you can very often see what questions people are asking just about what the dropdown that Google gives you in terms of suggesting what other people are asking. And then there's um, a site called askthepublic.com that can also give you some really good ideas about what people are talking about and what they want. So I think that, you know, those kinds of free tools are very helpful in terms of figuring that out. There's also Google Trends, which can show you what, you know, people are tracking. Usually when you open it up, it's Taylor Swift and Kim Kardashian. But if you drill down to the subjects that you're writing about and you look at geographically what people are, it's a very powerful tool. If you look geographically at what people are searching for in your particular area, you can sort of get a sense about what terms and questions they're using around that particular topic. 
So ask the public, Google Trends, Google itself, Bing, I mean, just, you know, looking at those types of things. Another hack that we use is we actually go into forums about particular diseases. You know, there's a lot of associations around different things. And we look at, you know, what are the articles they're writing and what are the patients talking about? And, you know, by looking at that, you can get a sense of the specifics that patients want around certain conditions and treatments. I see. I see. I need a dime. I ain't faking a book. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Ultera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Ultera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Ultera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now, you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ultera Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. So if you had to boil all this down and say that, hey, here's my suggestion to you as a healthcare marketer to attack voice, what, what would you say? Get your content house in order. Make sure that your content is written according to best practices, that it's optimized, that it's prepared for voice-assisted search, and then hang out with your audience. Like it's, I say this over and over and over again, and I, we have to remind ourselves here at AHA Media Group about it. We need to have a laser-like focus on our audience. What do they need? What do they care about? What's driving them? You know, what emotional state are they in? Are they really ready to make a decision, or are they still doing research? I mean, there's so many things to know about your audience, and you have a very wide variety of demographics, but psychographically, people can be segmented into chronic diseases, emergent diseases, you know, that or emergency issues. You know, my kid sprained her ankle and we need to find a pediatric orthopedist. It's just thinking about where they are in their journey and what they're really looking for. And so a woman who's doing research on the best pediatric orthopedist is looking for one particular kind of bio. A woman who just had a friend diagnosed with sarcoma of the ankle is looking at a completely different set of information. So just thinking that through really carefully. That's and perfect. That's, and that, that I think is the answer is that if you want to get ready for voice, you got to get your content ready for voice. That's my bias. You know, I just want to say you could talk to, you know, seven other people and they're tell you if you want to get your if you want to get ready for voice you know you need to make sure that the back end of your website is working properly and that's true also that that's also incredibly important from a technical point of view so i think that you know just getting your content in order both technically and uh from a, a front end point of view about it conversationally and that kind of thing is also those are the two things that i would be focused on oh well, i wouldn't disagree at all in fact i, I think that, that that's very valid and uh, the comment you made about demographics versus psychographics first and foremost glad you brought that up because that is so important i see that still constantly all the time about how we think segmenting and we automatically think demographic segments and it, it does it falls short and it even reminded me earlier you mentioned something about you know about marketing to millennials and focusing on millennials and and, and there seemed like there was a little bit more yet of a comment you had about about that 
just kind of unrelated to voice, but but you mentioned uh, you know that that in and of itself just you know quote unquote marketing to the millennial like, that might fall short as well. Yeah, so it was really interesting. When we got our research, we used pivot tables to understand the ages of people and what they're looking for. So one of the things we find out is that millennials do want to make appointments online, but almost 70% of your audience is not millennials and they're not looking to do that. They still want to use the phone. So the question then becomes, well, are millennials really your top source of revenue? I mean, you know, it's funny, like a lot of healthcare institutions are not for profit. And so when you start talking about revenue, they get very squidgy. And my answer is, is like revenue pays your paycheck. Not for profit is a completely different thing. You know, they're not used, they're not paying people or well they are, but the profit is going into, you know, helping people and building the infrastructure and investing in technology, but the revenue is really important. And so the question becomes, are millennials in a place where they're really spending money on health care? They're spending money on health. And that's where building a voice skill for them could make a lot of sense. Because if you're trying to develop a relationship with somebody at the beginning of their health journey, that would make sense, you know, to sort of develop, you know, what you need to know. A lot of them are having kids or what's the best exercise for your age or, you know, the list is endless. So that might make sense. But are they really bringing you most of your revenue and are you focusing on the right things? So the people who are really looking for the most healthcare, unfortunately, who are spending the most on healthcare is the, are the baby boomers, you know, the gray wave. And why aren't we spending more time talking to them? Why are we spending so much time with the millennials? Well, the answer is because it's sexy. And sexy doesn't always get you to your goals, which is that the numbers at the bottom of your spreadsheet should be, you know, round and green. So that's what I sort of think, you know, we need to have a very business-focused attitude on marketing. And I think sometimes we don't because the people who are drawn to it are extremely creative. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But at the end of the day, if you don't know how your business makes money, you can't market for it. Oh, such a good reminder. And that's actually a perfect way to kind of wrap up the rap battle and move into our final segment, which is keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real is where we just take a step back and we realize that as marketers, we actually have the potential to impact care itself. And what you just described is one example perfectly of how it's not just a creative outlet. It's that it, we have the opportunity to impact business, which has the opportunity to impact how much health care is delivered and, and how so. So I like to end with this one question of our guests and it doesn't have to do with marketing, but it's how we can actually make an impact maybe outside the day-to-day of what we do. And so the question is, what's one thing marketers can do better to improve healthcare? I think they can educate physicians about what people really want. I don't think that there's enough of that that goes on. I think that marketers and physicians sometimes are at odds with each other. And I think that if they sat down in a room and really talked about what the goals are, they would find that they're much closer aligned. It's the tactics that they use that physicians don't trust because they're scientists and marketers unfortunately don't always back up their decisions with data and that's what doctors want so i think if we could spend more time with them you know i remember i once gave a workshop for 60 physicians and it was just incredible the wave of understanding and knowledge that you know sort of swept through the room as we talked to them about how do you think about your patients? How do you think about what they need? What does it look like when they come into your office for the first time? What questions are they asking you? I remember one time 
I wrote a, a breast cancer site. This is, you know, must be 10 years ago already. And I went in later to do a research site for the same doctor. And he said to me, you know, it's incredible. My nurses send people to the website and they come in asking me 201 and 301 questions instead of 101 questions. And I never really understood that that was the power of digital content. And so that I think could really change healthcare because marketing has such a great focus on understanding your audience and helping them get where they want to go and converting them. And I think if you could teach physicians that same approach, you could really help them answer patients better and rethink their bedside manners. In the same way, physicians have a real approach to process and to data. And I think that marketers need to understand more about how to really set up processes and data to get to be as successful as possible. So I think we have a lot to learn from each other. And I think if we could sort of get rid of the adversarial relationship and really move towards a collaborative approach, I think you would really see healthcare change on a communications level. Hey, everyone. If you're a member of the Healthcare Rep Posse, then you know the show is here and the mission is clear. That mission is to spread the awesome of healthcare digital marketing. And did you know one of the best ways to spread the awesome is by attending HCIC, the Healthcare Internet Conference, November 4th through the 6th in Orlando, Florida. Hi, I'm Laura Clemens, Director of Strategic Operations at Greystone, inviting you to join hundreds of the best and brightest minds in healthcare digital marketing at HCIC. This is set to be our biggest year yet. We offer 72 sessions covering topics including CRM, voice search, podcasting, measurement, social media, patient acquisition, and the list goes on. You can hear proven success stories and learn how to stay ahead of the curve of what's coming next in digital marketing. One of the favorite comments I hear from attendees is that they have found their tribe at HCIC. It's a place to recharge your batteries and network with colleagues from hospitals and health systems around the country. Where else can you connect with hundreds of colleagues who are dealing with the same challenges as you on a daily basis? That's what the conference is all about. You can find your tribe at HCIC too. Go to hcic.net to learn more and get registered today. See you there. Hey, well, you know what? Communications impacts just about everything. Like I said, when it's done right, it really does because then you are connecting people with the answers. And even if they're not seeking care, you're improving their opportunity to become healthier one way or the other. And when that is done right, then it does impact the bottom line. And, and uh, that's all it does. You know, that, that's the, the most important part is that it really does impact the business. And like you said, being able to realize that, be in tune with that, from a communication standpoint, it's just as valuable as, in my mind as anything else because it really is at the core of what a patient or a healthcare consumer first comes in contact with. Their first encounter often is not directly part of a, a marketing campaign. It's, it's something that they went out there and they were looking for themselves. So uh, I love the thought of just how informed all of this research is and what a perfect way to kind of wrap up everything. I wanted to thank you for uh, for your time and your perspective, Zahava. Like it, it has been a pleasure. There's so much to unpack and there's so much to think about here. For our listeners, uh, you mentioned the research you did on physician bios. If listeners want to learn more about that, what's their best opportunity? Sure. So we're giving a webinar on our research on October 24th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can go to our website at ahamediagroup.com to sign up for it. I think it's well worth your while. And obviously, if you sign up and you can't make the webinar, you'll be able to watch 
a recording of it later. And we're also giving out a checklist for those who do attend the webinar on the things that you should be thinking about when you're creating a physician bio. So we're very excited about the what we found. I think that particularly looking at those breaking down the audiences and their ages and thinking about the things that they really need. We also, my quest has always been to find proof that 80% of healthcare decision makers are women. And I think that this research actually does show that women have a huge impact on what the healthcare looks like in the family. So looking at that research also will I think be really interesting for audience members. Fantastic. And then if they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to connect with you? The best way to connect with me is ahava at ahamediagroup.com. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Ahava. Can't wait to have you back on the program. It's been great to catch up. And for those of you who are listening, thanks for joining us again this week. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to join the posse, listen, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Altera digital production and a member of the podcast.healthcare network. So on behalf of Ahava and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>